So we spent early in the morning. We were talking about Saturday mornings and how as a kid, if you grew up, you know, not so much now because they're out of the house. You're out of the house at eight because you got to be at the soccer field or the lacrosse or whatever, whatever the activity is, the bowling lead, the scouts, whatever. It's nonstop, just like what Laura was talking about. But back in back in, you back know, in my day, well, I hate saying that. <laughs> I'll tell you back in my day. Uh, Saturday mornings was the kids' time, man. That was the time you got to watch TV, and it wasn't what your parents wanted to watch. Saturday morning was all cartoons. And uh, along came these two brothers, Sid and Marty Croft, who presented on Saturday mornings the first live-action shows where pe- there was actual people in them combined with puppets and stuff like that one of them was like hr puff and stuff and uh there was another one a lidsville was another one the bugaloos was an early one the one i think most people probably know and you can see this on my page at uh, at morningbuzz.com if you want to go check it out i have the entire first episode oh it's awesome of land of the lost on the routine expedition and it's so cheesy you have to love it Shaka. Sleaze stacks. Those huh? stacks were yep. scary. Yeah, that's right. And um, Sid and Marty Croft are the producing brothers. That uh, there they go over the waterfall. They were the brothers that produced the show, and they became legends in television. They're they're both alive. They're both doing well, and both of them are getting inducted this weekend in the eight daytime Emmys. And we're waiting uh, on the phone, right? Yeah, okay. Just put them through, and we're waiting. They're talking to me in my ear. You can hear the sound effects. The sleeve stacks with dinosaurs. <laughs> Marty Croft is one of the... If you're, I guess, 50-something, maybe you'll... You don't have to be. That's true. I, I saw it in reruns. That's true. Yeah. Uh, HR, Puffin Stuff, uh, Land of the Lost, the Bugaloos, Dinah Girl. You ever hear that one, Laura? This is, so this is before you. Yes. Uh, a lot of these live on... On Nickelodeon. And the thing about the Croft brothers, Marty and Sid, they're being honored uh, by the Daytime Creative Emmy. They're getting a Daytime Creative Emmy Award. Uh, and it richly deserved because they took puppetry before the Muppets, right? Right. And, and, and they made it. Um, we're just talking about you, Marty. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome, please, the legendary Marty Croft to the, uh, to the morning buzz. Good morning, Marty. How are you? Hey. Great. I, Thanks I, for having me. You're oh, very, thank you you're for very all welcome. the work that you've done. I'm a Red Sox fan. Nice, nice. Well, we're uh, throughout New England, so we cover a, a pretty big area. Marty, I was just explaining to Laura, the, the youngest member of our show, that you know who, who doesn't isn't that familiar with some of the things you've done, and I was talking about how you mixed you know uh, puppetry and live action before I think anybody else did it on a scale on, on Saturday morning uh, programs that sort of became a, a genre unto themselves. And it was a, it was a great part of my childhood. So thank you for all of those contributions. You're welcome. You know? We're glad that uh, we know we have one fan. <laughs> oh, you you oh, got, you got, got more, more than, than that. that. Yeah. Now, so uh, I know, I know. I know. No, I'm kidding. Now, coming up with some of this stuff, I was a huge fan of the TV Land of the Lost. What started that TV show for you? What started it? Well, it was just a, you know we figured that dinosaurs hadn't really been done on television. Yeah. We couldn't afford doing the high-tech dinosaurs because at the time it wasn't all that high-tech. Right. So we figured if we mix dinosaurs with a with a family and we hire the right family, that we would have a shot at it. So then what happened was, while we were developing it, Star Trek was canceled. 
So all the writers were available. So we wound up with about five writers from Star Trek. So marrying that mentality, you know, together with what we did, uh, we just wound up with a great show. And that's where the side the great title song. Yeah, the the Cylons and the Slee Stack. You can see that now that I, I never knew that story, yep. and now I can see that. Now I see. I grew up HR Puffin stuff. HR Puffin stuff. What do you do when things get rough? I know the songs. You know, uh, Lidsville with uh, Charles Nelson Riley. You know, and and Witchy Poo and uh, <laughs> Freddie the Flute. I have to say though, uh, Marty and and the Bugaloos especially. When I was a little older, I thought. Man, some of that stuff had to be inspired by an acid trip. <laughs> because right. it was. So we, if we did as many drugs as everybody thought we did, we'd be dead today. Well, <laughs> but it was. It was. Now I can't go by the audience. Right. They might have been doing whatever they wanted to do. <laughs> You're right. But when you're creating this stuff. You better be on top of it. Yeah, and it it lasts a lifetime because, like I said, I can still quote the songs now. And I mean, HR Puff and stuff. Sometimes I say that people don't, don't know what I'm talking about, but I it was such a creative and different thing that I always I always like a great horror writer or something like that. You wonder where the ideas came from. Did they come from you and Sid, or did you did people offer the ideas to you? Where did they come from? Well, look, you can never do totally anything alone. Walt right. Disney didn't do it either. Mm -hmm. So, you're, you know, we always had <clears throat> young, creative people working for us. And, you know, we would give us, you know, we'd give the thread of the idea, you know, like what I said about Land of the Lost. Right. And then, you know, we'd sit with people that were either artists, you know, like with the Slee Stacks in, in Land of the Lost. I had five artists giving us their rendition of a slee stack right. that we gave them. So then ultimately we picked the one we that's in the show. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know whether you know who Bill Lambeer is. Yes, of course. He was with the Detroit Pistons, and he was our slee stack, one of them. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> so, Makes sense yeah. now. I did so not he, know that. Uh, he credits us with making him evil. No, that's great. Uh, Marty Croft on the phone with us, one of the creators of Land of the Lost, H.R. Puff and stuff, Sigmund the Sea Monster, Bugaloos, and he's receiving a Lifetime Achievement Award along with his brother Sid at the Daytime Emmy Awards. Go ahead, Kelly Brown. Marty, did you guys get any criticism? Because Land of the Lost, as a kid, to me, was a little scary. Were some kids getting scared and were you getting complaints? Hey, there were kids getting scared of witchy poo and puff and stuff. <laughs> we always had, you always had to have a villain. We had a villain in the Bugaloos, Benita Bazaar. You know, we right. had a villain in Lidsville. Yeah. You know, Hoodoo. Mm -hmm. So we always had villains. You gotta scare them a little bit. I, I agree. <laughs> now this is this is me as an adult looking back, and I, I, maybe I'm wrong. I apologize if I am, Marty. But did did Cloris Leachman play witchy poo? No, it was a gal by the name of Billy Hayes, Billy who Hayes. was Mammy Yoakum and Little Abner on Broadway. Okay, all right. There she was nobody like this woman. Oh, which he When Margaret Hamilton came as a guest on Sigmund, who was the witch in The Wizard of Oz, she said that Wishy Poo was the best witch ever. 
Um, mm. She was great. I remember oranges, smoranges, who cares? I mean, it was just a, it was such a colorful, creative time. And back then... Greg, I can take you on the road. Yeah, no, it was it was it was such a it was a, such a colorful, creative time uh, to be a kid. And the only place that you saw these these shows were, was Saturday morning. So it was appointment viewing. Now, you know, as you know, Marty, we live in a time where you can get anything, anytime, anywhere. But back then, man, the kid didn't leave the house in the morning because you had to watch your Saturday morning shows, right? You know, you only had three networks. Right, and you had to, like you said, you had to go looking. It was a whole. It was a serial moment in Saturday morning. Yeah, um, I'm looking at. I'm looking at some of the things here. Did uh, looks like uh, with, what was the most difficult show to produce? Because you had the big puppets with the HR puppet stuff and the other characters. What was the most difficult show to produce? Was a kids show called Pryor's Place mm -hmm. with Richard Pryor. Right. <laughs> A kid show. That was, not, uh, that was not easy. Was it not easy in the sense that you know, people thought, "What's he doing doing a kid show?" Or was it, it was it not easy in the production sense? Well, you know, probably they said, "What is he? Why is he doing a kid show?" Right. And there was a press conference that he held that he got me involved with because he was starting his his black motion mm -hmm. picture company. Mm -hmm. So the woman from the New York Times said, Mr. Pryor, why are you doing this show? Because you're paying back the kids for all the havoc. Mm -hmm. So Richard said, do you know Marty Croft? She said, no. Well, if you knew him, you'd say yes to him and get him the hell out of the room. Yeah. That's how I got Richard Pryor. Wow. And you, when you, like, what made you uh, want to go into television production? I mean, he, they went on to do the Donnie and Marie show. Uh, they did the Brady Bunch wow. variety show. I mean, these guys are legends. The Croft Brothers are legends. What made you, What? What? how did the bug bite you for that, I guess? Well, you know, everybody wants to be on television. Mm -hmm. So you got to be careful what you wish for. Because mm -hmm. losing our tail was what happened. <laughs> but we survived because we owned everything. Yeah. So at least we knew one day it would be worth something. Mm-hmm. So it is now, and and now you also have some sort of uh, some uh, recreations of those shows on, on Nickelodeon, right? And, and well, and yeah, we're in action. We did five pilots in the last couple of years, mm -hmm. and we have three series on the air, including the new one, you know, mutton stuff with all the dogs, mm -hmm. and that has seventy three episodes in the last two years, and we did Electro Woman on iTunes and Legendary Entertainment. And we're on with Sigmund on Amazon Prime. With awesome. Sigmund the Sea Monster, the original, had Johnny Whitaker in it, who was, of course, in uh, right. who had who was in Family <clears throat> Affair. Now, did he pass away during that show, Marty? I, my memory escapes me on that. No, Johnny Whitaker is still showing up every other day. Right? No, he's okay. Right. Well, oh, I thought he. Uh, That's uh, not him. Oh, okay. All there right. There was nobody in that show that, uh, that okay. died. All right. Okay. Except, there was. Mary Wickstead, who was the maid. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I'll say that uh, all the stuff, I mean, it was part of our childhood, so thank you and your brother, Sid, for all the great work that uh, that uh, you gave to us with all the great creations and cartoons and, and programs that you gave us. Thank you very much, and, and job well done. Thanks. Thanks for having me. All right. Congratulations. Thanks very much. That guy's a that guy's crazy legend in TV. Forget about it. Yeah, people love him. To, think he, was, like the to think he was broke. Right, he lost it all, lost his shirt, and they only made it because they kept the rights to everything. That was smart. Back then, they sold off stuff yep. on a dime 
because they were in trouble and they, they had the foresight to say, don't sell it. You know, you look back on the Stooges, they got so screwed. Oh. You know, all of them. It is sad to think almost about what happened to them. Penniless. You I know? mean, you know how many times they almost lost their eyes? And I got to tell you something. I oh, my. <laughs> and where was the CTE protocol with Curly? With all of the hammer hits to the yep. head. Guaranteed he had, con you know, concussions. Yes. I wonder if he donated his brain. Oh, my gosh. Um, I was convinced. I, 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 I've, I've believed it ever since, I don't know how many years, that Johnny Whitaker, who was uh, the kid in the Family Affair, yep. he was Jody. Buffy and Jody, all right. This is old stuff, uh, but she, I she thought does, I know. I yeah. thought he OD'd. Oh no! I know that w Cindy did. I uh, uh, see. One, I know somebody that I thought it was him. That uh, was my mistake. Johnny Whitaker. No offense to you, where out there living your life, rock on, Johnny Whitaker with the Sigmund. You know he was Sigmund in the Sea Monster. Mm -hmm. Okay, just you. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Anyway, no, I, I remember those okay. shows. Mm -hmm. uh, my brother and sister watch, watched them, and then a lot of the channels re reran that stuff. Saturday mornings and some Sunday mornings. Uh, yeah. Buffy from Family Affair died at 18, not Jody. Yeah, I know, but I, I thought that he died years later. I, it was just my mistake. It's just my mistake. I didn't follow uh, the uh, career trajectory of Johnny Whitaker as closely as I should have. Shame on me. Well, what are you going to do? 8.24 on the bus. Okay. A foggy uh, Thursday morning. We have... Uh, coming up, Kelly Brown's coming up, and uh, also a little. I love bit. that guy. I know he's crazy. Also, uh, we got the what's the buzz, and why'd you stay?